Almighty God. I know right now the hearts of a lot of people are ready to receive the word. Hallelujah. Do you know why? Because the Spirit of God has done a like a construction in the spirit on the minds. Hallelujah. See, the Bible says, receive the engrafted word of God with meekness that is able to save your souls. Now, that word, receive the engrafted word of God with meekness, is not just the way it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, every word of God is an entry point into the spirit. Hallelujah. Every word of God is an entry point into the what? The spirit. So when it says receive with meekness, ha, yeah, 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 yeah. it's showing you the way of the spirit. Hallelujah. How can I get into the spirit of the world? By becoming meek in his presence. Hallelujah. So the moment I become meek, the moment I become meek, I enter a realm, a realm of intercourse with the spirit of the world. Hallelujah. I am brought before the sober of the word. Hallelujah. Now his word is manna. His word is life. Hallelujah. Now the children of Israel in the wilderness they needed to get that manna every day. Hallelujah. When Jesus Christ came, he said that bread that you ate in the wilderness, the bread you ate in the wilderness, he said, do you think that Moses gave to you? He says, I am that bread. Hallelujah. I am that bread. And today, that bread is Yes, to be released into our hearts. So he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. So he's telling you that it is not the physical bread, but the spiritual bread, which is Christ, that we are here to receive, that we are here to encounter. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, say, I am here for an encounter with the word. Hallelujah. So now, do you know something? As you begin to receive the word, your demeanor will begin to change. The way you, the way you receive it will begin to change. You cannot just sit down there ordinary like that and look as if nothing is going on. You must be, see, let me tell you, you must begin a flow of the spirit. A flow of the spirit. So as you are eating the word, you are stirring your spirit inside of you. Hallelujah. Many of us do not know how to receive this engrafted word. There must be a, a stirring of the spirit. We don't come and receive the word of God in the flesh. Hallelujah. Don't learn to don't receive the word in the flesh. When you come and it's time for the word, you have to switch into spirit mode. Hallelujah. You become conscious of the indwelling presence, indwelling power of God inside of you. Hallelujah. So this morning, I want to talk to you about something. Something that the immortals something that the immortals want us to know about hallelujah there's something that the immortals want us to know about glory to God the immortals are the spirits of heaven hallelujah the angels of heaven the men who have gone before us in heaven they are called the immortals because they cannot die again in the flesh hallelujah hallelujah so now, between the immortal and the mortal, there is a connection. 
especially those who are Christians. Hallelujah. The only difference is that there has been a change of location. Hallelujah. So when a Christian dies, they don't say he has died. They say he has what? Slept in the Lord. Hallelujah. That sleeping is a change of what? Location. Hallelujah. I said that sleeping is a change of what? Location. Hallelujah. Because you don't change. You don't change. Do you know that there are men that walk on the face of the earth and they have a higher ranking than people in heaven? You don't know. Let me tell you. I said there are men that walk on the face of the earth that has a higher ranking than men in heaven in the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This man know this man they know how to assess the court of heaven. Hallelujah. Now there was a story in the Bible about a happening that was going to destroy a kingdom. So the king of the kingdom resulted to prophets. And then he called every prophet in his empire. He said, prophesy to me. I want to know the outcome of this battle. So every prophet came. And then they said, oh my king, go and win. My king, you shall reign. My king, you shall survive. But do you know what? The king was not satisfied because there's still one prophet, hey, a man of stature in the kingdom, a man who has access to the eternal secret room of heaven, who has access to the courtroom, to the legislative center of heaven. Oh, this man has the key. So they said, if we have not heard from this man, we have not heard anything. So another king told the king, he said, if there's still a prophet, who we have not heard from, please go and call that prophet. So they went and they sent for Micaiah. When Micaiah showed up, do you know what the king said? He said, Please, Micaiah, this time prophesy unto us only the good things. So Micaiah said, Oh, king, go and win because you are going to win this battle. You are going to win this battle, oh, king. So the king said, Okay, thank you. And then the king knew he was lying and he said, Micaiah, didn't I warn you not to lie to me? And then he said, King, I saw Israel scattered as a sheep without no shepherd. And then the king he said, you see, I told you, this man will not prophesy any good thing about me. Hey, hallelujah. And then Micaiah began to give them the mysteries that occurred in the kingdom of heaven last night. He began to tell them that, oh my king, when you people were sleeping, there was a meeting in heaven. Do you remember in the book of Job? It says, when the sons of God gathered, then the devil came among them. So it tells you that in heaven, before something is done on the earth, there is always a gathering. Hallelujah. So there was a meeting in the kingdom of heaven. And then this man, Micaiah, was invited. Though he was a mortal. He was a mortal. But he was invited into eternity. He left time. He crossed time into eternity. Hallelujah. So there are men whose stature, though they are on the earth, their life is already a witness. They are not dead yet, but they are speaking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. These are the kind of men that God wants to raise in our time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We walk on the earth, but we visit heaven whenever we want. Hallelujah. Our body walks on the earth, but our spirit soars in the heavens. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That is the kind of statue that God has called us to enter in our 
our time. Glory to God. So when we are seeing the image of God, we are talking about the building, the molding of men with statues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nobody must be weak in this church. Nobody must be little in this church. Everybody must grow and be people of statues because one hundred and twenty people they came together on the day of Pentecost. This hundred and twenty people they legislated, they formed a legislation among their means, and they said before Jesus first left, he told them that the Spirit is going to come to us. He said we are not going to stop praying. He said Bible says they locked themselves in an upper room and they started legislating. They started praying. They said where is the Spirit? And the Bible said like a mighty wind, the Spirit of God came down. He took heaven and twenty people of statue, heaven and twenty people of statue to cause a wind from heaven to come and stay on the earth. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Some people think that uh, if they don't pray, the Spirit will come. The Spirit will not come. Hallelujah! Because nothing moves on the in heaven to earth except people on the earth, men of statue on the earth. They come together and they shake the thrones of heaven. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! When Jesus sat on the throne, the Bible says, Peter told them, He says, This have you seen, it has been said by Jesus Christ, whom you have killed. You have killed him, but he's now sitting on the throne by the right hand of the Father. And he has said, This spirit among us. Hallelujah! He said, For this man, they are not drunk, they are now men of statues. Hallelujah! 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 That is what second men, they were not apostles, they were not leaders, they were just ordinary servants in the church. And the Bible says they were peace. Among one of them was Stephen. Hey, this man did not fear death because he know he has he was already dead. Hallelujah. He was a man of statue. They came before him. They chose to at him. He said, I see Jesus. I see Jesus. Because men of statue, they see only Jesus. Men of statue, they see only Jesus. I said, Hallelujah. Men of statue, they see only Jesus. There was another one of them. His name is Philip. He went to the tower of Antioch and begin so many miracles there. And the people believe him. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, the Spirit spoke to Philip. Go to that chariot and talk to him about Jesus. That is what men of statue do. We carry the word. We carry the word to people, to kings, to nations, to people who have never heard it. And we tell them that yes, the man who died is Jesus and he is coming back again. Hallelujah. 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 Now, this is how men of statue behave. Jesus Christ, he told them, it says the wind is blowing. You don't know where it is coming from. You don't know where it is going. So are they the compound of the Spirit. No wonder Apostle Philip, when he was talking to the man, the Bible says, after he left, hey, the Spirit caught up with him and he was not. The Spirit took him and he vanished. These are men of statue. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Where we are heading to. That is where we are praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They said they blocked their borders. They said there's Ebola. They said there's Corona. Hallelujah. Three of us, we are going to hold our hands together and begin to pray. And we wanted to go and do evangelism in Germany. And in Germany, they said, don't allow us to preach the word of God. When the three of us hold our hands together, we say, in the name of 
Jesus, we are transported spiritually to Dublin. Hallelujah. This is where we have been called to. This is the image of God ministry I've been telling you about. We have a future. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. You don't need, you need not to look down at this promising years because there was a time when Peter was known as a fisherman. Hallelujah. I said there was a time when Peter was known as a fisherman. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. The days of beginning are not are not small days. They are great days. Hallelujah. Don't give up. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You just entered into glory. You just drank of the cup of heaven. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just drank. You just drank. You just ate of the bread of heaven. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Amen. That brings us to our topic this morning. Deep Christians. Deep Christians. Deep Christians. Deep Christians. I hear the spirit of God saying deep Christians. Deep Christians. See, man knows that men of, of the spirit, they know that the times are changing. So they are beginning to position themselves because a revival fire is coming. Glory to God. Because one is going to wake hundred. Hundred is going to make millions. Witness is going to make, that is how we are going to bring revival into this nation of Ghana. Hallelujah. They are going to see a Christianity that has never been manifested before. Hallelujah. This is a ministry of the divine. What did I say? It's a ministry of the word divine. You are going to see angelic activities, I'm telling you. So much angelic activities. We are just stepping into it. Hallelujah. I said you are going to see angelic activities. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So deep Christians. Deep Christians. Hey. You pray. You waste your skin. Cry out. Cardos. You are mighty on the throne. Christians would not be ruled by their appetites. What did I say? Deep Christians would not be ruled by their what? Appetites. The reason why it seems as if some of us have remained on the same level for a long time can be drawn to the motives that we use in service. It looked like a sieve. We have been at the same place for a long time. This is because of the motive we use in serving God. Deep Christians begin to set their motives aright. When your motives begin to change, when the reason why you sing is not because you want them to hear your sweet voice. Now, you know, there is a kind of way we do things for people to see. Now, that thing is called the flesh. Hallelujah. Now, people who want to give tithe or offering so that there is a motive so people can see them or what? And praise them. Hallelujah. It's because there is a motive and they are doing that in the flesh. Hallelujah. 
So now these people they will not experience what 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 we call a maturity. They will not experience that thing because once your motives are wrong, it is like it is like um it's, it, it is like as if you have been hooked by your waist and you are trying to move, but the hook is still there. Hallelujah. The moment you correct your service, your sorry, your motive in service, ah, you you solve fifty percent of the problem. Hallelujah. So now, when we want to do this because of the glory of God, I don't just want to come and stand and preach, and then they say, hey, he can preach up, no. If that is my motive, I am walking in the flesh, and whatever I am saying will be in the flesh. And the Bible says, the flesh, the spirit gives life. If the spirit gives life, what, are the, what will the flesh do? Death. So whatever is done in the flesh will result to what? To death. God knows. My motive is that you people will be built and grown in stature. That the word of God will come to you and edify you. Hallelujah. That is my motive. That is the reason why I will stand and preach the word of God to you. Hallelujah. So as you begin to correct your motive, why did you come to church? How do you pray the way you pray? Why did you say what you said? As you begin to check your motive, the reason why you do things, hey, you are applying the ground for growth. Hallelujah. See, there are some kind of prayer that when you begin to pray, it's going to cause heaven to strengthen you. It's going to cause heaven. See, some people will pray and heaven will not move. Because the motive behind the prayer is what? It's wrong. It says you pray and you do not receive because you ask and you ask amiss. Hallelujah. You ask with the wrong motive. Some people today, they want to be prophets. Why do you want to be a prophet? Because of fame. They want to stand and be able to commence your name. Your name is Bob Robert Azeko. Hey. People will say, hey. Now, among the spirits, among the, the immortals, they don't see that to be anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, you may give a word of knowledge. There's somebody here, this, 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 this. And men will hail you. And you too, you'll be. But among the angels, among the spirits, you have done nothing. Apostle Peter and Apostle Paul, when they come and say, Hey, they have given what I've done to Hey. knowledge is good. The prophecy is good. But the motive behind it is that for people to see them as big. Now there is an extreme in the prophetic. Because when people begin to use these prophetic gifts and use the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, people will now begin to look at them like God. <laughs> and instead of the people, you know what it? God will not come and tell the prophet, hey, I'm taking my gifts back. Family gifts will not do But the thing is that that prophet he can never be a man of stature in the kingdom. He will not be known. He may be known on the earth, 
but in heaven he is normal. So listen to me. The moment your motives are wrong, your prayers will be wrong. You will not be able to wield your sword spiritually effectively as long as your motives are wrong. Amen. So today I am bringing you the peace that you see and this thing I have to take it away from my life so that you can move. Hallelujah. You can move. If maybe you are still struggling with jealousy, you are still struggling with envy, Somebody come and in prayer. You are there. Mm. I can do it better than him. Oh. oh. Somebody is preaching. Oh. Oh, forget it. I can preach more than him. Oh. If that is still within you, you are a baby. You are still a what? A baby. Because those still will all come to the unity of what? So it is men of statue that comes into that what unity. You that is still struggling with division. Ha, ah, you are a baby. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So your life must be speaking a union, not disunion. Hallelujah. So check your motives and begin to plow the ground of the heart. If this one needs to go, let it go. Hallelujah. Look at Daniel again. Why was he praying? Daniel, remember that Daniel prayed for 21 days consecutively. Hallelujah. Why was Daniel praying? Did you ask yourself why Daniel was praying? The Bible said, listen, Daniel understood by books that their, their period in Babylon was over. But they were still in Babylon. So they went to God. He said, God, you are the one who prophesied and said, we are going to be here for this is our time. And now the time is out. up. Why are we still here? That is why I was grateful to explain this. So now, his motive is not to get a car. His motive is not to buy a house. But his motive was that the will of God will be what? Done on the earth. So now, when our motives are right, we, we, we are going to become God's partners in advancing the kingdom. Hallelujah. But as long as our motives are wrong, we cannot join God to be a partner to advance His kingdom on the earth. Hallelujah. So Daniel continued praying. And you know what? Heaven has no choice than to release their best two angels. Hallelujah. Release Archangel Michael, release Archangel Gabriel, just because one man prayed. Now, the moment you pray with a right motive, heavens respond. They respond immediately. But once your motives are wrong, do you know what will be happening? As you are praying, instead of God to be answering you, instead of the angels to be working, 
Do you know what the Holy Spirit will be doing? He will be telling you this thing that is here is bad. Remove it. This thing that is here is bad. Remove it. The reason why you want this thing is bad. Remove it. So you will keep on praying until some of you you begin to experience what to call a change. So they say the reason why we pray is that it changes you. It is true prayer changes you. It changes you. It changes that bad motive, the wrong motive that you have. Hallelujah. And it begins to correct all those things. Your problem is not the answer to the prayer. Your problem is that you are out of alignment with the heavenly order. You are no longer in sync with the heavenly order. Because you are not in the fruit of the Spirit. You are, your motive is wrong. Hallelujah. Deep Christians, they are, they are concerned. Hello? They are concerned with what God is doing. Deep Christians, they are concerned. They are not concerned about their position. They are not concerned about themselves. They are concerned about what God is what doing. A, a lady who we may think, oh, this lady doesn't pray, she doesn't fast. The moment she comes here and she begins to sing, the kind of Christians will stand there and judge her and say, Oh, look at her. Yesterday we saw her doing this. Yesterday we saw her. But two Christians, they don't see those things. They, they see beyond her and they see what God is what doing. Hallelujah. So deep Christians are concerned with what God is doing. Carnal men are concerned with what they, they want to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The, the problem of most of us is that we are still journeying under the umbrella of self. We are still journeying. I know. We are still journeying under the umbrella of what? Self. As long as you stay under that umbrella of self, God cannot use you to advance his kingdom. Because everything you want to do is about you. Everything in life is about you. Even all your spiritual adventure, because you are somebody who is self self-righteous, self-conscious, everything is about yourself. Even your spiritual adventure, what, you are, what is happening to us right now, what you are doing right now, for you, it will be an opportunity for fame. What you will be looking for is self-greatness, self-promotion. Because you are marching under the umbrella of self. As long as you don't deal with that, you will remain a baby for a long time. And it will look like as if you are not growing. No. The problem is that you have not dealt with what? Self. Self is still in the way. Hallelujah. Now, the Israelites, they became comfortable in the land of Babylon. And then what happened? They started enjoying themselves, eating the king's meat and drinking the king's wine. But for men, wait, 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 wait. Do you people think that 
Daniel Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were the only Israelites in Babylon. No. There were other Israelites. But why was it that we did not hear that they to the said to not eat and drink? So they sat comfortable. They were feeding them with meat and wine in Babylon. Even their time of, of um, captivity was over. But because they are enjoying themselves, they have become relaxed in the land of Babylon. They did not see that Oga would tell us. <laughs> because the devil knows how to keep you. He knows how to keep you. The devil knows how to keep you. That when it's time for you to journey forth in the spirit, you are still relaxed. And something, and you are deceiving yourself that everything is fine. No. Everything is not fine. You can no longer pray two hours. You can no longer pray three hours on your own. And you say everything is no. Everything is not fine. You are no longer studying your Bible. You have become so much comfortable because the devil has opened to you is Hallelujah. But these four young men, Daniel said that basically they refuse to relax. They refuse to be comfortable in Babylon. Right. In the Bible is written. They said, How can we sing our song in a strange land? How can you sleep in captivity, deep Christians? Deep Christians don't sleep in captivity. When we see captivity, we shake ourselves like something and we grow our head again and we push every pillar down. Hallelujah! Until we destroy the words of demons. Hallelujah! Says, and when your obedience is complete, when your obedience is complete, punish every disobedience. Hallelujah! So this will be the to be part of it because it is not about them, it is about God. So Daniel saw that no, it is not about what we are enjoying, but it is about what God is what doing. Hallelujah. So listen to me. The first significance of the church is to begin to raise men of statue. Hallelujah. Men like Daniel, men like Shadrach, men like Abednego. Who are not selfish, but they are selfless. Hallelujah. So, this is one of the functions of the church that will begin to build men. That's the desire of the church to be that everybody should grow, everybody should grow, everybody should become deep. Hallelujah. Because it is when deep men come together that something happens. Hallelujah. We don't want anyone to be weak in our midst. Hallelujah. It's, we don't want anyone to be weak in our midst. Everybody must legislate. Everybody must grow. So you wake up, Hippa You are in your own districts. You are in your own corner. But what are you doing? You are making sure you are taking authority over that spiritual realm. Hallelujah. Because a deep Christian is there. Ah, how the mighty falling. 
the doors who suppose the heavens angels you know there are some angels that are released at seven times when you begin to, 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 to encounter the times of prayer and you begin to stay in prayer, you will begin to meet certain spirits. Hallelujah. You begin to have an encounter with certain spirits. They will begin to give you their song and you will begin to sing their song. See, you will pray in tongues and the song will come and you start singing. You, you don't know that you have entered into a realm of the songs of angels. Hallelujah. They are songs of military angels. There was a time I prayed, I prayed, I prayed. I entered into a realm. Master. The song I started singing is not this single song. It was a warfare song. So, as we begin to navigate into these spiritual entities, then we will begin to have encounters as we sail through the times in the spirit in prayer. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, every man at his corner becomes a champion. He is not a champion in the text. <laughs> Because when we come together, there's nothing that can stop us. But if you're on your own, then you must be a champion. You must be a king. Hallelujah. You must be able to fight. When you sense demonic manipulations or demonic words, you must be able to know, stop it. When you see, you see, deep Christians, they notice that my brother is struggling. What happens? They don't wake up and they start praying for themselves. God. Today I don't have money. Two Christians never forget that they don't have money. They say, Ah, my brother is down. You want how I like the buyer. Oh Lord, my city prekite I'll work with my brother. This is what two Christians do. They don't see things and then they go to sleep. No. This is not the life of a deep man. Two Christians begin to take responsibility. It shows that they are no longer babies. Why are they taking responsibility? Because they are no longer what? Babies. Amen. If you are in the church and you have not found a need to pray, uh, you are still in shallow waters. Must, you must find a need to pray. Amen. So now, because of the building in the church, Hallelujah. Because of what the church, because of what is going on in the church, the building in the church, now, there, there are some things that will begin to happen that will make you re- relevant among mortals and immortals. Among men and spirits, you will begin to be relevant. Hallelujah. Because you are taking a position, not just a sound position, but a position of responsibility. Amen. So now, the day Moses had an encounter with God, do you know what God told him? God told him that, I have made you a God over Pharaoh. Amen. Because he took a responsibility to go and set the Israelites free. So God told him, I have made you a God over Pharaoh. Because you have not taken any responsibility, you are still where you are. The Christians take responsibility. Hallelujah. So the day you take responsibility, God will make you a God over what? Circumstances. 
Hallelujah. Amen. So that day is coming. That you will join hands with God. That the things on the earth will give way. But you know, like as I was saying, our problem is self wrong motive. will not give way until you join hand with God to advance what he is what to me not what you you want to do you will stay where you are for a long time so when you begin to find out that it is when you hold hands with God before you can move then you forget about yourself and now you begin to ask what would you want me to do hallelujah there's nobody that will answer that question that God will not answer you. He will answer you. One way or the other, He will answer you. He may not speak to you loudly, but He will find a way to answer you. And when you, you, you hear it or you see it, you know that, yes, this is what God wants me to do. Hallelujah. There's something that you will do that will make you more relevant than the president of Ghana. Look at the man, Joseph. He was a king in Egypt. He became much more popular than the president himself. But who was he? A slave. An Israelite slave became much more relevant than the president of the country. Do you know why? Because when the wife of this woman, a Potiphar, said, Come and sleep. Come and relax. You are enjoying yourself. I come back. And you are new home. Where you are home. But he said, I come back. Come and lie down and be comfortable. And let me relax you completely. So the devil knows ways to relax you out of the destiny of God. He will find a way to keep you out of God's plan. And what do you do? Most of the time, you sleep in it because then, oh, it's how comfortable and nice it is when you are relaxing. And now, oh, you enjoy it. It will blow you from. But the man Joseph refused to relax in a strange land. He refused to relax, but he decided to join hand with God because God has shown him that. Joseph, one day, your brothers are going to bow down before you. So Joseph now knew that if this is what he's going to do, how can his brothers come and bow before somebody who is a fornicator? How can his brothers come and bow down before somebody who, 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 who is sleeping with his master's, his master's wife? He knows that even God, he said, oh, Joseph, <laughs> I have shown you but yet, Joseph, Joseph refused to relax. Let me tell you something. Refuse to relax in sin. Refuse to relax in sin. Amen. Hallelujah. Refuse to relax in sin. Because, you know, the work of salvation, it has saved us. We have been saved. But your works, your works will give you a reward. Your work will make you a person of statue. Hallelujah. Your works will give you position. 
Hallelujah. So you can relax in sin and stay there. But the thing is that when they are calling the ranking men in Zion, your name will not be mentioned. How sad it will be. So you don't sleep in sin. You don't relax in sin. Joseph said, I will join my hand to God with God. Now, let me tell you something. Eh? Don't you know that even Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, it, his life depended on what Joseph did. Joseph said, my brothers, do not worry. God has brought me here to sustain lives. Because there's going to be a famine for seven years. Don't you know that people died? Says God has sent me here to preserve lives. So what was he doing? He joined his hands with God to advance a kingdom that was coming. Hallelujah. So if Joseph was out of the picture, we will never hear of Moses going to Egypt to bring out the Israelites. Because Joseph was in the picture, his brothers all, they all came to what? To Egypt to fulfill what was written in the word of God. Hallelujah. So there's something that has been written about you in heaven. That the angels are pushing you to walk in. Which day was I praying? As I was praying, I began to see something. I saw different dates, and on those dates, I saw that they have written things that will be done on those dates. I said, Ah, angels have assignment. The Holy Spirit have assignment that on these certain days, it will cause you to do certain things. So the day you, you you became a Christian, you subscribe into an economy that will give you a development in your spiritual life. Hallelujah. So that day you became a Christian, you put yourself into an into a, a divine agenda. Hallelujah. Before the foundations of the world, he knew you. So you have a purpose, you have a plan. But those things that have been written concerning you every day, today, the thing that's written about you, you are not able to achieve it. Tomorrow, what has written about you, you are not able to achieve it. Do you know that those days, those things that you did not do, they will bring it again? Yes. As long as you miss this class, they, they will bring it again and put it forward for you. So you keep on being in the cycle. You keep on being in the cycle. Because you are skipping class. What the Spirit is teaching you today, you are not learning it. You jump. You get out of it. You are skipping class. You are skipping class. You are skipping class. So you are in the cycle. So because the Israelites refused to acknowledge God, what happened? Instead of them to journey in the wilderness for 40 days, they were there for how many years? 40 years. So you want to be a spiritual old man. You gave your life to Jesus at a young age. But old man, you have not so grown. Spiritual old man. Amen. Because those things that have been written about you, angels are being dispersed every day to make sure that you work in it, to make sure that you do it. 
But yet, you refuse to make your heart to align with the motives of God, with the plans of God. You refuse to join hands with God to advance the kingdom. Hallelujah. Don't you know that when you grow spiritually, you will help to advance the kingdom? Eh? Hallelujah. Don't you know that if you grow spiritually, it is vulnerable to the kingdom? Hallelujah. So the devil is going to fight you. He's going to make sure that you relax. He's saying, I refuse to relax. Hallelujah. I refuse to relax. Ever. Paul says, we don't, we don't sleep in Zion. We don't sleep in Zion. Don't sleep in Zion. We take our sword and fight. And every once in a while, we look up and say, yes. He's, he's alive. It's alive. It's alive. Hallelujah. Deep Christians are not people of time. People of time, they begin to live for today. They live their life for today. Everything they are doing is for today. No. Deep Christians are eternal Christians. They are eternally minded. They are concerned about the eternal purposes of God. They have come out of time. If all you do is to chase money and live for yourself, chase money and live for yourself, chase money and live for yourself, and when you don't get the money, you are under pressure because you are living for yourself. You are still in time. You are not yet living for eternity. Christians are different. Hallelujah. Listen to me. Christians are different. We live for one purpose. To advance the kingdom. Amen. So what do we do? We now say we will will live a suffering like we I now say we will not eat. But our purpose for living will not be to advance the kingdom. Hallelujah. Our life, our resources will be for the advancement of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So that when we step into eternity, they'll be able to see that, yes, these men have built legacies on the earth for the kingdom. Hallelujah. So they'll say, because this man came, these other people are coming. Because this man came, these other people are coming. These people came to make their way, so other people are coming. Hallelujah. What are we doing now? We are thinking. What are we doing now? We are thinking. What are we doing now? We are thinking. Digging wells. 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 So that one day, when we have hung our boots in eternity, others will come and they will, they will come and drink. Hallelujah. So, if you have done nothing for God, your life is worthless. But it starts from raising men of stature. Hallelujah. It starts from raising men of what? Stature. Say, I must grow. I must grow. Deep Christians, they know that wealth, material wealth, doesn't give them ranking among spirits. Hallelujah. Material wealth, it doesn't give you ranking among spirits. So, 
what you should be chasing after is not what you want, but after what God wants. It is not about you building a house. It is not about you buying a car. It is not about you traveling to America or traveling to London. It is not. It is about what God wants and the eternal purposes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So whether you travel or you don't travel, you are not moved. Whether you build a house or you don't build a house, you are not moved. Whether you get food or you don't get food, you are not moved. But the thing that will begin to move you is when you are out of alignment with the kingdom. When you are out of the will of God. Hallelujah. That should move you. That should touch you. When time is no more, what would you say about your life? We should not waste our days. Hallelujah. So that is why Ephesians 4 verse 13 It says Till we all come in the unity of the faith And of the knowledge of the Son of God Unto a perfect man Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ Do you see? So there is a plan The plan of God I am surprised that he did not say Um to, to, unto a rich man, unto a man that have two cars, unto a man that have mansions, unto a man that have buildings. But it says, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of what? Christ. So you have a goal, and your goal is not to be rich. I'm not saying you should not be rich. I hope you understand what I'm saying. The reason why you are living is to grow to the statue of the fullness of what? Of Christ. So every day you must be doing things that will move you, that will advance you towards that what? Purpose. And anything that is taking you away from that purpose, you have to take, take it out of your life. Hallelujah. This is God's plan. Amen. The idea of life among the spirits. Eh? Hallelujah. The idea of life among the spirits is never material possessions. If not, Jesus will be the richest man when he won the heads. Oh. If that is the most important thing, oh. If you, <laughs> he will be ended. Even more than a thousand machines for his name to be registered on every one of them. Jesus machine, Jesus machine, Jesus machine, Jesus machine, Jesus machine. But look at what he said. He said, even the son of one has nowhere to place his head. Hallelujah. Apostle Paul said, if we have food, clothes to wear, drink, and a place to sleep on, let it be what okay for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Deep Christians are simple. Deep Christians are simple. Some of us, the only way we can know that we are deep is when money comes. <laughs> it's when money comes before we can see the true test of what I am saying right now. Hallelujah. It's only when money comes. 
money enters some people, they change. They change come. It's not even big money. Just small. What if when big money come? Don't you know that God is watching you? Yeah. He said, see this guy. I'll just allow him to receive this amount. I see. He's so your main purpose, you have left it. You have left it. Money has come. You change your focus. Your focus is now the money. But what about the purpose of God? The plans of God? Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. So your ranking in the kingdom will be as a result of the life of God you express on the earth. Okay? It will be as a result of the life. That life. You see, that when the Bible says that Jesus Christ was full of what? Of grace. So it means that when they saw him, they could see grace in his life. Hallelujah. It means that the life of Jesus was a what? Expression. Hallelujah. To the extent that when other people began living like Jesus, they said they were what? Christians. Hallelujah. Because the people could see an expression of the life of God in those people. Hallelujah. So Apostle Peter could walk and his shadow could heal the sick. Because even he, many standing there, his life was expressing Jesus. Hallelujah. This is what we have been called to do. That our life will express what Jesus. Ah, I need to grow. There's no time. I need to grow. Hallelujah. Say, I need to grow. There's no time. Amen. So now, ask yourself this question. Why do you want to become rich? Is it to advance the kingdom of God? Or is it because you want to show that everybody, it is good to be rich? You know, it is good to be rich. Is it because you want to, 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 to like, so that people, yes, people will know that, yes, you have what? Arrived. <coughs> Check the list in order to be Hallelujah. Praise God. So, would that be the main reason? Why do you want to be rich? So that people say, ah, in our family, this one has become the, the shining star. <laughs> Should that be the reason why? Huh? Amen. Should that be the reason why? If you are not coming, bring it closer. Amen. Amen. Now they will say, ah, in our family, oh, this man has been the only one who has bought a car. <laughs> and then use it to collect funds. <laughs> you know, people have different motives why they want to be rich. Amen. Amen. And once they become richer, oh, it's going to like deviate them from, see, your destiny in God your destiny in God is much more important, far more important than what you achieve on the earth. Hallelujah. So if you become a king on the earth and you fail to, to fulfill your destiny in God, you are a failure. So we must be careful in what we are going after. 
Hallelujah. Praise God. I'm going to stop here for today. Amen. 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 Amen.